Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Uh, this week, we're going to have a really quick intro. Um, I am very excited to sit down and talk with Bob Kaufman for the show. Uh, Bob is has done adventures of all sorts of types. Um, he's a great mountain biker. I can tell you that from experience, trying to keep up with him for hours and hours on a very technical difficult mountain bike ride out here in denver uh he kicked my butt let's just he just destroyed me on the mountain bike it was great it was good for my ego um and also my legs i don't know (laughs) um but yeah so bob is awesome he was introduced to me um by my wife she was like i know this guy he's super cool he's a cool adventurer you should talk with him at some point you guys should connect and she was telling me that for years and years and years uh and now we're finally doing this which is awesome so um kind of excited to share this podcast with you from that sense uh he has been able to like maintain this balance of work adventure um being husband being dad which is always awesome and super interesting to talk about um, and he's just done a whole bunch of cool stuff. Uh, him and his friend Eric, who you'll hear about on here, um, have gone on a lot of adventures together, including they tandem biked the Cocopelli Trail. Um, and yeah, man, this is this is a good one. Uh, hope it gives you some adventure envy. Hopefully it gives you some inspiration. I know for me personally, I'm in the start of November, so I'm in the kind of like the time of year where I just kind of like grind out the workouts, it feels like because everything's in the dark. (laughs) Uh, so I just got back from a run and it was completely dark the whole entire time. Um, you know, which is fun in its own way. Like I'm glad I'm doing it. It's one of those things where you get done with it and you're glad that you did it. Um, but it's not enjoyable in the same sense of trail running down a mountain trail with the sunrise coming up. That is obviously, so much better so um hopefully if you're out there if you're grinding out some workouts in the middle of uh not the middle of winter holy smokes like not even the start (laughs) uh in this cold dark season right now um hopefully this can entertain you hopefully this can inspire you hopefully this will uh give you some adventure envy if you're doing what i'm doing which is planning all of my future adventures while running in the dark. All right, let's get into it. Um, this is like a Bigfoot podcast number 276 with Bob Kaufman. I'm very excited. So I got introduced. My wife told me about you just like, Hey, I know this guy. He's super adventurous. You guys should connect and all that. And and then you took me on a ride around White Ranch on our mountain bikes, and it kicked my butt. Well, the good news about that is they've buffed it all out since then, so we can go back there and ride it now. There we go. And so, not walk it. <laughs> so we can claim we rode it, like, at the worst it ever was. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yep. sweet. Okay. Yeah. I am going to claim that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and it was funny because um, I think when uh, – 
I got like your phone number. My like, you should give him a call. And I'm like, okay. And I put you in my phone as Bob Adventurer. Oh, right. Nice. Yeah. So you can take that title now. <laughs> All right. Very good. I don't know if I'm worthy, but you know. I think so. I think so. Um, but yeah, man, welcome. Uh, we're sitting out on my back porch. So if you guys hear ambient noise. That's why. It always seems like whenever I do this outside, someone starts jackhammering, like, right away <laughs> as soon as we go. But, but yeah, Bob, I want to – I'm just curious, like, I want to hear about all sorts of different outdoor adventures you've gone on and stuff like that. But can you, like, take us back, like – first of all, let's take me to, like, what was the first, like, major thing you would label as, like, an adventure that you remember taking on? Ah, the first major adventure that I went on, probably the biggest one of recent memory and most life-changing for me was when I went to Nepal. That was about, uh, well, it was 20 years ago this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What What was the like purpose? Like, What brought you out that way? Uh, a friend of mine was going to climb over there, and I just was tagging along to go trekking with him and his crew and uh, that's how I ended up over there and me and my wife she wasn't my wife at the time but she is now um, tagged along yeah and Nepal 20 years ago was just an incredible place uh, and uh, the people there are just so fantastic I, it's still my favorite place yeah. that I've been to and I think I've been on four of the continents now wow yeah so what was it about like where were you trekking like what oh well we trekked into everest base camp. that's what i was wondering yeah okay. so we went landed in nepal then you fly up to uh, lukla yeah and then you walk i think it takes like six days maybe i forget offhand how many days it takes to get to base camp sounds about right though it's at 17.6 <laughs> so uh you have to stop along the way of course and acclimate yeah yeah um but uh, the people there are just so happy uh, they they have you know the the only thing they have is themselves and their family and they are just so content with having that um it's really an amazing place and then you throw in the views of yeah that, that just puts it over the top it's really incredible i i would recommend nepal for anybody yeah do you think there's something about like just being in that gorgeous area that like increases someone's happiness you know mm, i think it's probably just their life philosophy yeah. and it just happens to be in probably one of the most beautiful <laughs> places on earth yeah so yeah. what what would the like life philosophy kind of be uh they just don't need a lot of stuff and they're very content with what yeah. they have and, yeah you know and, and uh it's if they have this it's great and if they don't then so be it yeah it's kind of really fascinating yeah that's amazing so your buddy climbed did he climb everest he did yeah okay. was this eric or? yes okay right. uh -huh. um yeah man that's crazy so you went to base camp you hung out i've talked to a couple of people who've been to base camp and they were like as soon as i saw everest it was like oh i kind of want to climb it <laughs> like, i can't say i said that <laughs> no no that kumbu is pretty daunting <laughs> it looks i mean even it's crazy because you know you know if you're actually in of like a beautiful vista or scenery or like you're on the top of a mountain it's indescribable like you can't really capture it with right. a camera yeah that's true but the ice fall, you watch, if you see that on a picture or a video, 
you are like that's insane and so just imagining how much crazier it must look in person i can't imagine yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think i want to enter that thing yeah <laughs> you're not gonna walk over ladders with uh I don't, I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> not for you that's awesome that's awesome well so i i from there so that was 20 years ago but take us back even further than that like were you always kind of like an adventurous like outdoors person growing up or or is that something you developed later oh well i i think uh i i grew up in the northeast uh just uh, in between philly and new york so everything was team sports in my world back then when i yeah. was a kid i played every team sport that you could think of baseball and basketball and yeah. wrestling and so forth so um as far as outdoors i did always enjoy going outdoors but i started more being a team sport kind of person and then uh that kind of well a after high school it's kind of hard to play team sports uh sometimes uh gets kind of competitive or not oh, competitive yeah. as it may be and then you gotta uh, have that perfect level of competitiveness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in so a pickup game. So anyway, I kind of fell out of team sports, and then when I moved to Colorado, um, I found the outdoors and yeah. found this is my true passion: is riding my bike and skiing and hiking All and that. backpacking. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Well, there's something. About, I mean it's hard to move out to Colorado and not fall in love with that stuff, you know? <laughs> it is it is a good place. I can't think of anywhere else I'd rather live, tell you the truth. Do you think it's weird, like, so as a parent, you know, because there's part of me that's like, I want to introduce all my kids to all the team sports, see what they like. I was just telling you my daughter's going to start hockey. Right. I'm like, see what they like. But then there's another part of me like, or we could just go hiking all the time. <laughs> and I know you got to find that balance, yeah. you know. But yeah. as a kid, it's like when you're exposed to both, like I just think that'd be an interesting experience. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I, I have one daughter, and she's a senior in high school right now. Yeah. Um, and for me, I just kind of continued to do what I do. And then if she wanted to come along, it was great. And as she got older and developed her own personality, yeah. then uh, she can go and do whatever she wants. Uh, you know, whether it's skiing or biking or hiking or laying on the couch or yeah. studying and reading books. You know, that's her call. And she's been exposed to everything. So um, we offered her team sports. She wasn't really interested in playing yeah. team sports, which... That was fine with me, yeah. to be quite honest <laughs> with you. Um, but had she said she wanted to do it, certainly she, it would have been available to yeah. her. Um, she did ski from the day she could walk. We yeah. slapped skis on her, and she's a pretty darn good skier. I bet now. she likes it, too. You can't. You never see anyone skiing in a bad mood. You know I mean? <laughs> no, I, absolutely. Usually not. No. <laughs> no. So that's. Uh, she does go out skiing. She was on the competition team in Winter Park until... Yeah, maybe she was 14 so in that respect she was kind of like me too you know when she got to that high school age she found other things that she enjoyed doing yeah. also and wanted to cut back on that so now yeah. she just skis if she wants and she can rip it up pretty good so <laughs> <laughs> i can't catch her let's put it that way you just try to keep up <laughs> no yeah. i don't try and keep up and i highly recommend the same for any parent <laughs> just let them go yes yeah so was that kind of like the first outdoor like I, I imagine people I guess when I moved out here I was like I'm gonna be skiing all the time 
and and I, I feel like if people move out here they're probably thinking like I'm gonna go skiing and I just wondered if that was kind of the first like introduction to all this mountain stuff for me yeah oh yeah I think so yeah as soon as I moved here I, I started just skiing skiing right yeah. away and, mm-hmm. and then from there moved on like mountain biking and stuff or? right well I mean as the seasons changed and I just oh, yeah. <laughs> picked up a new sport yeah, yeah. And saw everybody else was doing it so I joined in so that's cool yeah that's how I finally uh, got into it and then I just got got addicted if you will yeah. so now I'm addicted to skiing and biking and hiking so nice man what <laughs> you're a good biker dude <laughs> I, <don't know>. I couldn't <laughs> I can hold my own. Let's put it that way. You can way. hold your own. That is that is an understatement, <laughs> I think. But um, no, that's awesome. Any other like any like before going out to Nepal, like was there other like big adventures that you kind of went on? Like obviously that one was significant, but well, um, yeah, no, that I think that was probably my first big one. Uh, if you want to call. Uh, two years as marine corpsman going on a big adventure that okay. was pretty adventurous. Right. <laughs> yeah let's hear about that tell me about that well fortunately i i was in during peacetime there was no no wars going on um maybe listeners should know i'm 61 years old so <laughs> i was in uh went in right after high school so yeah. that was uh 78 i graduated and i was in through 82 so i uh, i was with the marine corps out in camp pendleton for two years as a, a field medic with them and uh yeah it was quite the adventure we'd go out and I, it was kind of an introduction actually because we'd just go out and we were go out. infantry yeah. yeah so we'd go out and sleep in the desert out in california for days and hang out and you know what just could, do that as a medic like out in the desert like what kind of situations arose that you had to handle or well we had anything from you can get scorpion bite to yeah. i mean we we're operating heavy machinery also you know yeah so people got hurt in yeah. general um tell you the truth nothing really really bad ever happened yeah. fortunately while That's i was good. on any mission um and uh, like i say it was peacetime fortunately yeah. i'm very glad about that um but you know yeah people got hurt and people got heat stroke and sunstroke and the normal array of outdoor things yeah. i mean you're out there only ill-dressed probably <laughs> carrying like so much weight right, on your back right. too yeah yeah and again back then there was no such thing as gore-tex or anything else so yeah yeah so we were just wearing cotton fatigues and those old black army boots that you see on tv that you didn't believe really existed <laughs> but yes they did <laughs> how much like weight are do they even measure the weight or they're just like you gotta put this backpack on Oh, well. It doesn't matter how heavy it is. You're going to carry it. I fortunately was Doc, so a lot of guys helped me out. They, they like the Doc a lot. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, how much could you, any mission be? 25, 30, 35? I don't yeah. really remember. They're like, get in nice with the Doc. It's exactly. <laughs> yes. No, they did like the Doc, and I appreciated that. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I mean, that's kind of like traveling to a new part of the world, sort of, and checking that area out yeah we did that and then we went over to japan also we hung out on the side of mount fuji for how long were we there two months just hanging out over there yeah it's pretty wild it was kind of cool i mean fuji's beautiful it's a conical volcano yeah it's really incredible and we'd wake up and it would be out there every day and we'd go out and practice our infantry tactics and stuff yeah meantime this beautiful peaceful (laughs) volcano is sitting right behind us 
So uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, we floated around on a boat for a couple of months, just moving from place to place. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. Cool. It was not a nice boat, though. Are you like okay? It so was not a cruise line <laughs> we were on. Do you look back on those like with rose-colored glasses on? Where you're like, you know how you I you do this? I do this all the time. Where I just when I look back on certain parts of my life, I'm like, I just remember all the good stuff. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and what? And the other thing was, I was a kid back then, so mm. things are much easier no when you're a kid and when you're you're older. You know, when you're you're 18 sleeping anywhere anytime is yeah. just like whatever you know um but now that i'm 61 i, I prefer s some comfort when i sleep even if i'm um outdoors i like my pad and so <laughs> forth my sleeping bag so yeah. i do when i bike pack i carry extra i i i, I suffer and carry the extra weight because i want my creature comforts when i get in at night yeah. after pedaling all day all right i gotta hear about bike pack because I honestly, man, like it's like over this last couple of weeks, I've just been like craving adventure. And I think it's because of how nice it is. Outside. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if Lindsay would just let me pack up my bike one day <laughs> and just head off somewhere. And then I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to sleep somewhere. I don't know where. Uh, try it. Yeah. Ask her. Yeah. So I got to hear some advice though. Yeah. Like what kind of stuff are you bringing? Like. I don't know. Well, again, for I know me, literally nothing about it. No, for me, again, I like the creature comforts because I want to be comfortable when I get in. Yeah. So for me, I uh, I, I bring uh, panniers actually because I want so much gear with me. So you have them hanging on the side. I do. Okay. Yeah, I'm old school on that. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't been able. I don't want to narrow down my gear to just a frame pack and be showing up in camp with just a, a quilt i don't know that's not for me anymore <laughs> i don't know i just want my sleeping bag and my pad so i carry it and things that don't kill you make you stronger right yeah. so I, I i get stronger riding all day and then i sleep comfortably at night so I, I, it seems like a winner to me right hey man i think that's a fair exchange <laughs> i'm down i'm totally with you on that i'm like i'll carry more weight i don't care yeah yeah so um, yeah, I did a couple of trips uh, during COVID, you mm -hmm. know, since everything else uh, was kind of shut down. I yeah. just would get in my, pack up my things in the, in the van and drive somewhere and tell my wife, oh, I'll be back in a week or so. I don't know. Depends on how all this goes. So it, it just depended uh, what I did and how much I was enjoying it. Yeah. And, how tired I was getting and so forth. Is that when you, you went out to Capitol Reef, right? Cause I think that's right when we were talking, we talked on the phone once and then you're like, yeah, I'm going out to Capitol Reef. I probably won't be back for a while. Oh, right, yeah, <laughs> Capitol Reef. No, we backpacked across Capitol Oh, you backpacked, yeah. okay. Oh, that was one of the coolest trips ever. It's another one that people, it's local, so it's easy to get to. Yeah. Unlike Nepal, it takes yeah day and a half to get over there. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, other than their gas to get to Capitol Reef, it's a free trip basically because Capitol Reef is one of the few national parks that, by the way, is free. So, really? Yeah. yeah. And oh, another thing, speaking of free national parks, if you're a veteran, Capitol, uh, uh, excuse me, all national parks are always free to all veterans. So, just so a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So, if you are a veteran, don't pay to go into the national yeah. parks anymore. Just you do need your military ID and go enjoy all of them. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's an awesome, like that's yeah, a absolutely. great way to. Yeah. In fact, I was with a veteran uh, um, who went with us, and uh, he had a. It was trying for him, but he did at the end uh, think it was a fantastic trip. <laughs> also, yes. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Well, tell me about it. Like, Capitol Reef is one of the least visited national parks. It's in Utah. I'm just naming off the stuff I actually yep. know about mm-hmm. it. That's it's true. in Utah. Yep. My dad said it's in the middle of nowhere because he drove by it. <laughs> it and he's is. like, hey, I was in Capitol Reef. I was it like, is. whoa. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's right next to the Grand Staircase mm, and okay. Escalante, where there's a lot of good climbing, I hear. I don't climb, but I hear yeah. there's a lot of good climbing there. Um, and uh, Bryce and Zion are both within reach of Capitol Reef. Yeah. I think Capitol Reef is, uh, well, it's certainly the smallest of the Utah National Parks. Okay. Um, but it is quite remote that that is very true i don't think i've ever felt as remote in the lower 48 really as i did when i was in capitol reef yes i mean we backpacked it from north to south i think it took us four days to do it yeah and we saw no one other than right at the you know the trailhead at the beginning and at the end of course where there's people but in between there was absolutely nothing and to me, we did have a guide with us, this guy who, he said it took him about 10 years to map the route that we no went on. No way. Yeah. So it wasn't like a set trail or really? There was no trail. No, <laughs> there was no trail. Mm-mm. No, it, it was. Why did he pick that route then? Like, what was it about the route? Just Why so, did he pick yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's just fascinated with Capitol Reef. He lives over there and he, he knew there would be a way to get through there. And eventually he did it. And yeah, it was quite amazing. Yeah. I don't think, well, I know without him, I couldn't have done it. And even with a map, it would have been difficult because there's all these little canyons and gulches mm. that you're going to get cliffed out or whatever. And uh, yeah, and then the other factor is water. There's, yeah. It's the desert. It's the true desert. So there's no water out there. Yeah. You have to be ready or uh, know where the water holes are at, uh, yeah. you know, if it rained. Um, this guy, since we did pay him, he took and stashed some water in certain oh, sections. Okay. I was he walked ask, out the yeah. day before. So we did in the middle have a couple of days worth of water, fortunately. <laughs> but it, it rained one day and the water pools all did oh, fill up. Cool. And he said it's the first time it rained in about two months or three months or something. You guys it's, lucked you know, out. I know, right. So we did have plenty of water at the end of the day. So You guys lucked out. You're not going to have a massive dehydration. <laughs> no, no. Well, the first day we, we came up, we it was much harder than we were anticipating yeah. and it was much hotter than we anticipated yeah and we all did actually run out of water until we got to the to the stash point oh and God. so yeah we were pretty cooked by that time um uh so it, it was kind of trying definitely it was it wasn't uh just go out and hike and <laughs> walk from north to south it, it was quite challenging because of the remoteness of the place yeah, yeah. how'd you discover this guy I think I was just probably surfing the net and yeah. looking for how Perfect to hike night. Capitol Reef, yeah, and uh, came up with him. Dude, so, yeah. That's so cool, man. Because yeah. then you're kind of thinking, like, how many people have actually taken this route? Yeah. Probably not many. Minimal. Yeah. Yeah, minimal. Because I think he said him and maybe one other guy <laughs> do it. So, if you're not with them, then you probably haven't done that route unless you're. I mean, if you're some kind of expert adventurer, you could certainly do it. You could figure it out. I, I'm not at quite that level where you're I Bob Adventurer in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> um, I do want to return home at the end, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, what do you? What goes through your mind when you're when you do run low on water? Because that always freaks me out. <laughs> and I've only been in that situation a couple times. Yeah. No, I just start thinking. 
of all the ways to get it yeah yeah um yeah and you know i think it, i actually did run out of water one time uh in uh escalante it was right okay. down there yeah and th there was nobody around and finally i did manage i had to take a ride because i was completely out of water and yeah i saw one car in 24 hours and i got a ride so I was completely out. It was 90 degrees, and there was no water to be had anywhere, and I was out. And I had, I only had, I was doing, a, I think it was a 100-mile route, and I had about 20 miles to go, but it was not just an easy 20 miles. It was through all this river rock stuff. Yeah. And I was pushing the bike, and then I'd be able to ride a little bit. I was going one mile an hour is what I timed <laughs> it out to be. So it was going to take me at that point another probably 20 hours with the sleep to get those those last couple miles what? and i was out of water dude i've been out of water for almost 10 hours already and it was 90 degrees dude that's not yeah so yeah. i was like getting nervous I, yeah. was, I was actually going through all the things in my head of how you do get the water yeah. looking for plants that have water but it's in the desert again yeah and there was there's no like nice big fat leaves like around here yeah. on, the, on the bushes you know yeah. that you could eat, gobble five pounds of leaves and you get a quart of water out of it there was nothing and i was like there's nothing uh, I'm does, done does your wife know that story oh yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> like does he not if, if i came home like so ran out of water she would her first reaction would probably be like why did you run out like how did you how did that like so how did how did that happen because it's the desert you just thought there was gonna be a water source maybe well yeah i thought there were there i filled up at the last one actually yeah. i knew yeah but what i didn't expect and in all the guides that i'd read all, all the reviews that i've read of the route yeah. what i didn't expect was that last 20 miles was going to take as long as it oh, did gotcha because it turned out that it was all this river rock yeah and just slowed you down I, well i couldn't even ride it because it was river rock yeah and so i was pushing the bike and i have a full load on and you know pushing and yeah you can only push it was up and down and up and down and yeah. up and down and and even the downs it was like just like a foot of this river rock so i couldn't even really ride on the downhills very well and it just uh, i was going one mile an hour oh my and, gosh <laughs> dude that is wild that is a wild one oh because what are the chances you even see a car there? i know i was looking at anybody even came by what did the person say are they like <laughs> you know there's nothing but, you can do right? you're like no, if you're in a car and you see someone in the desert you're gonna pick them people up. are always glad to help you yeah definitely yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Dude, that is wild yeah and i did one other desert adventure this winter too it was out okay. in uh, death valley okay yeah and that was another one. I didn't run out of water. I was. Was this a ride or a hike? A ride. Yeah. Okay. That's a really. Oh, it was a wild ride. Oh my gosh. You were uh, smart enough to go in the winter. One. Yeah, but it was still ninety degrees. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it was spring probably. Let's see. Yeah. It was probably April. Yeah. But it was still ninety degrees, and the desert is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. yeah. I, I went and rode across this salt valley. It was really incredible. Yeah. Scenic salt 
true desert again. Oh yeah. my gosh, it was unbelievable. I recommend it. And out in the middle of nowhere is this oasis of these hot springs, which sounds kind of counterproductive yeah. that you're going you're to like hot springs <laughs> in the desert. But I thought, hey, that's a good destination is a hot spring, you know? So I rode, I started at the top of this 7,000 foot mountain and you go down to the floor of the desert. Death Valley is the lowest place on yeah. earth. So I started on top of 7,000 and rode all the way out to these hot springs which is only about 30 miles but it was very sandy again yeah and i was going super slow again but i had plenty here of water we go again here we I go know, right yeah i had plenty of water for this one so it wasn't an issue but it was pretty darn hot yeah. and finally I ended up at these hot springs and i stayed there for the night and it was it was kind of so that was a backpacking fun. adventure that was a bike packing yeah, yeah, yeah. uh-huh and then the next morning i got this brainy idea that i don't want to carry all the water so much water yeah all the way across the desert again um <laughs> through these sandbars you know so i i only took i only filled up half of all my water because i carry a lot i mean i had probably like six or eight liters that i can carry yeah so it's a lot of weight yeah and then if you're going through sand it's <laughs> pretty annoying um so I, I filled up about half of them and uh i started i said oh, i'll start at like five in the morning or something before the sun came up yeah. there was no sun even and you know by the time i got into that sand it was that sun was up and it was hot as heck again <laughs> i wasn't out of water fortunately <laughs> this time I, I was able to ration it but the crux of that one was i still had a seven thousand foot climb to do at the end of the oh <laughs> man you planned that wrong you gotta go up first <laughs> no no it was, it was it really worked out pretty well yeah. i was I was kind of proud of myself at yeah. the end of that one because it all did work out. But I was glad when I got to the car. The good thing was as you go up, and this was my plan, as you go up, it's going to get cooler. It's five degrees oh, yeah. per thousand. So yeah. I said, it's going to be nice and cool by the time yeah. I get up there. And it was like 80 when I got up there. Cleans up. There's then, no more Death Valley then, twists. Yeah, no, 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 no. This one worked out and the beer tasted really good <laughs> at the end. So, yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. I wonder how much of an adventure is driven by just like – Pizza and beer just taste better. <laughs> oh, you know? for me, yeah, definitely. As a matter of fact, we went and rode for three hours today and then had some pizza. Where did you go? Too. We just rode Green Mountain. We did a tandem oh, yeah. ride today. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so. Was uh, that you and Eric, too? Yeah. Uh -huh. So explain a little bit about Eric. I know I, I've read a couple of his books. He wrote one called The Adversity Advantage that I've read. Uh huh. And then he wrote, the one I read was the one about, uh, like kayaking down the Grand Canyon. Oh, right. No, I think it's No Barriers or yes, something. Yes, right, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he's a oh. fast, like, he's just a fascinating dude. He is quite fascinating, and um, he, he's uh, blind, so that's why I ride, I pilot the tandem for him. I've yeah. been doing that for about 15 years now. He must, tr like, put a lot of trust in your, like, ability to pilot it then, huh? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I, I can't imagine hanging on the back with me driving it. Yes. Yeah, it's, like, um, it's so far it's worked out pretty good uh, yeah. most of the time. Yeah, we haven't had any uh, big mishaps or anything yeah. like that. Uh, the adventures have all been mostly good and and uh, yeah, but uh, so that that's fun to help him out. Uh, it allows him to have a little bit of freedom yeah. that he wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Know? So I enjoy helping people, as you know. I've been in the medical field since high school, so I've helped yeah. people my whole life. And I retired 
happily uh, about two and a half years ago. So I'm always looking for ways to help people, you know, volunteering and so forth. Yeah. And it just makes me feel good that I can allow Eric to uh, get out and ride and feel that wind in his face, you know. That's an amazing feeling is to have that wind in your face. One, like all the adventures you guys have gone on, like I just imagine the bond that you build through through all that, you know, is pretty... Yeah, we're pretty good friends, of course. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. I, I... I know you guys biked the Cocapelli, and we I, have did. To, I have to ask about it. I know, I know, it's the Cocapelli. I love the Cocapelli, though. Yeah, the Cocapelli is beautiful. Yeah, it's a bucket list. Everybody yeah. again should check that off their I'm gonna, list. I'm gonna bike it. I'm yeah. saying it right now because me and my oh, coworker, yeah. yeah, me and my coworker, are like we're biking it yeah. next spring or next, yeah, probably not next summer, yeah, next yeah. spring. Yeah, no, you should do the uh, Cocapelli. Yeah, it's a really fun trip. Um, it was a lot harder than I expected, to be honest with you. You go up in those mountains, and it's... <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, I was on the tandem. I did it on the tandem yeah. also. Yeah. Um, so uh, the first part is pretty technical. Uh, it's pretty Were you rocky. starting in Moab? Fruta. No, we started start in Fruta. Fruta. Yeah, yeah, so that first part's all single track. And... Right, yeah, and it was a lot harder than we expected. Uh, I think the first 10 miles maybe is pretty rocky yeah. and technical, and we probably walked... Oh, maybe half of it, I'm yeah. guessing. Uh, we don't have any way to know of how much we walked, but it certainly felt like we walked a lot. Yeah. Whether we did or not, I don't <laughs> know. Um, but, yeah, then once you get through that, then it's mostly double track. Yeah. Uh, some of it is kind of hard, though, because it's pretty sandy in areas. Of, yeah. It depends. It could be sandy or you could hit it right, and it's not so sandy, is my understanding. Um, it was pretty sandy while we were there, but we managed to get through all of that. Um and then uh, it's it's a lot of climbing. I was kind of surprised. Once you climbing start climbing, was. it's like it feels like you don't stop. Climbing. I know, right? Yeah, you're no. just like, and yeah. we're still going up. Yeah, <laughs> somehow. Yeah, no, I was I, I, I was kind of surprised. Uh, and uh, those those were some long days, yeah. but it was very fun at the end. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you guys like how many days did it? I think we did it in four days. Okay. Does that sound right? Three or four? That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was four. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta ask, like, where are you camping at? This is just me geeking out about it. Where did we camp? Yeah, where did oh, you camp? I couldn't even tell you to tell you the truth. It was on the map. Is there any? So is there any? Just like let's just pull over here and camp. Like, do you well, just do that, or we do you had plan a sag, it out? so it was always sag. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. To get some supplies right. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that makes yeah. sense. And that's the cool part about that is like really there's. It's accessible by cars. Like, they can come in and drop stuff off yeah, for you. Yeah, right, and right. And the, the real biggest problem for us is the tandem is a full suspension. So it's kind of hard to put any bags on it of any oh, kind, whether yeah. it's panniers or frame bags. Yeah. Because the frame is just not built, really, to carry uh, enough food and gear. Um, so it's difficult yeah. to to lug all the stuff around yeah uh so that was the one big reason that we actually had a sag on that yeah. one yeah. yeah it's just too hard um so we haven't figured that out yet i think we're going to figure out that a gravel tandem is next to, to get oh it, and then man we can have it set up the way we want a little the bit gravel better. biking's like i feel like that's kind of exploding right now i think it's great yeah yeah, yeah. so that's going to be something possibly to take on oh yeah definitely why not why not you always gotta have something you gotta have something yeah yeah, yeah. i know I, I 
I know you have adventures cooked up. Are you guys training for anything or? Oh wow, yeah. Well, no. Here's the thing: we're going into winter, so it's harder to be like. Oh, but for me, I'm always like, all right, when spring happens, right? This, right? And this, right? right and yeah. This. Yeah. No. Here's the way I usually do it: is winter. First, we got you know the holidays coming up pretty yeah. quick. Thanksgiving, then Christmas, and then I usually start planning in January for everything from that point on you yeah. know for anything big so I, I don't really have anything on the books right now yeah. um but now that i feel a little more comfortable being able to travel yeah. a little more easily you know with things are calming down a yeah. little bit or taking a turn for the better i hope yeah um so i feel more comfortable this year yeah. uh, making plans but i don't start them until after the holiday yeah. because i just like to ski actually uh, right now i'll bike until i can't till it's too cold yeah. and then uh shoulder season sets in where it's kind of too cold and i'm kind of tired of biking to be honest <laughs> with you after all summer um so i'll i'll do some uh hiking around mountains here and yeah. then it'll be time to ski yeah and then i'll break out the skis and i, I get a, a a pass and i do a lot of backcountry so I do both, um, whichever I feel like doing. So can I retire and join you? Is hey, that cool? Sure, why not? Can we run that by Lindsay? Yeah, I was going to say, you better check with the, the boss, I guess. <laughs> hey, Lindsay, uh, I was talking to Bob. Uh, I think I'm going to retire. We're just going to go out into the mountains. No, that sounds, dude, that sounds so, that sounds amazing. Do you, well, I guess before moving on, you mentioned a bunch of desert adventures so far. Is there something about the desert that I just have been thinking about this a lot lately? Like there's so much written about the desert and it having like a, an effect on a person like emotionally and mentally and all that, Hmm. you know, do you find that like when you go there is like almost like, almost like a spiritual experience being in the desert or what? Cause well, is it just the amount of space? I'm trying to figure out what that is. Yeah, no, I think this year, I, I traveled to the desert a lot just because it was it's convenient there. with the COVID and yeah. things. And I hadn't spent much time in the desert since being in the Marine Corps okay. back then. Again, that's a long ago memory and a different different thing when you're working in the desert yeah. instead of out playing in the desert. Yeah. Um, so uh, I hadn't spent much time there. And again, with the COVID being pinned down a little bit, I said, it's all accessible from yeah. here in the car. Um, so and literally no one else is out there. It seems I like. Saw, I mean, in the three <laughs> trips I did, I didn't see hardly anybody. Death Valley was the one I saw the most on, and it was a handful of people on that. Yeah. But I went down to Tucson, and I rode on some of the most remote roads outside of Tucson. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable down there. Yeah, great riding. Um, but, no, I think not just the desert in my adventures. I think my adventures always bring those feelings of this yeah. is fantastic. You know, it's trying myself against the world and seeing how it all pans out. Yeah. So far, most of the time I've won. It's most, I, you're, you're sitting <laughs> in front of I'm not trying to jinx it at all or, <laughs> or challenging Mother Nature or anybody else out Bring there. Bring it on. No, no, I'm not <laughs> saying that at all. I'm just stating the fact. Well, there's a, there's a, po- there's a part of adventure where it's the balance of uh, doing something outside of your comfort zone that right. has potential to be dangerous. True, yes. And then balancing it with doing as much as you can in your power to be safe yes 
like what do you feel about that like yeah no I, that's very true yes that is very true statement there that that's part of the fulfillment is pushing pushing to the limit to the edge and seeing if you can yeah. do it and making it one more step and knowing when you should turn around or you shouldn't turn around and yeah that's that's really the key and you know like asking someone for a ride uh when i'm out of water i could have gone forward but yeah that still i think would have been a dumb move because yeah. i had another 10 to 20 hours at that point with zero water so i you know it sounds like a no-brainer but when you're out there you're you're saying i, I, I only have a little way to go forward but yeah. at the same time um another time i was just talking to uh my friend today at lunch about turning around because uh um down on Cotopaxi, which is a volcano down in yeah. uh, Ecuador. I was climbing up there uh, eight years ago, maybe. And I had a guide, of course, because I don't consider myself an expert mountaineer. Um, I know enough about it to be able to do it. But yeah. if something were to happen, I'd be on the fringe of knowing what to do. So I always bring a guide on something like that, hire a guide. Um, but a friend and I were climbing Cotopaxi and we were with this guide who we just felt really unsafe with and we just turned around and went home what was like what were the red flags the, the guy just seemed too nonchalant like and didn't yeah wasn't very organized and we got halfway up there and we said let's go home yeah so that was the end of the trip yeah it was done well i mean when the consequence ultimately is like hey if we really mess this up, we're going to be really, sure. truly harmed by this. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's almost, I know it's hard to make those decisions sometimes, like when you're there, though, and you're on the mountain. Yeah, and you want to go up. Yeah. 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 But. No, that's, yeah, I mean, that's the smart move. I was going to ask you for, like, another example of that, but that would be, like, a perfect. Right, yeah. No, that is the other time when I turned around and. What was the discussion that was like with your friend where you're like, hey. We just both knew. We both had the feeling together. It wasn't even much discussion. Yeah. It was like, do you feel unsafe? Yes. Do you? Yes. You want to go home? Yes. Yeah. So we went home. That's perfect. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you about just like mindset shifts, you know. So, and I, it feels like you've been definitely adventuring for quite some time, but I want to hear about like what's what's a time where and I feel like this happens every adventure to an extent where you go into it one way and you come out of it the other way that's why we love adventures mm -hmm. you know but um but is there has there been any like big time mindset shifts that you've had based off of these experiences mm, what do you mean by that so like um you know when you're first when you're f the very first time you head out on like a backpacking trip or something or a bike packing and you're you maybe were like intimidated to be out there by yourself and then based off the experience you're like oh that was actually like something i can do or something that's possible right yeah no uh I'll tell you the truth i'm kind of a free spirit to begin with <laughs> yeah. so if i'm going out i'm yeah. probably okay with that yeah. um the usual things go through my head is a bear gonna come or but those yeah. are all normal things you should be thinking you about should anyway be. yes so um of course you know you're in your tent and especially with bike packing because yeah. 
I don't usually bring a bear ball with me. On mm. it. It's kind of inconvenient. Yeah. I hate to say something like that, <laughs> that I'm not doing it because it's inconvenient, but it yeah. is. Yeah. It's almost, I don't know how I carry a bear ball on top on of your bike. Else. Right. Yeah. But that's, you know, so your food is right there with you or yeah. you can put it in a tree, certainly, but still everything is right there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that's when, when just bring food that doesn't smell good. Yeah, right. Bears, bears like everything, yeah, though. Damn, I think. Yeah, bears. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. But so. no, that's so true. Like, yeah, of course. And it's because someone. I've been asked this a couple times because I go run in the. I have to run at four thirty in the morning. Right. And it sucks. Right. I don't. I don't want to. Right. If it was my choice, I wouldn't yeah, run at four thirty in the morning. But when I'm out there, I'll shine the headlamp into the woods or onto the trail, and you'll see eyeballs looking at you. I know. And you're like, ah. And it's not (laughs) as if I don't think, is that a mountain lion? Is that a bear? Is that something really scary? Mm -hmm. Or is it a deer? Like, it's not like I don't get that anxiety in the moment. In the moment, you you should, because (laughs) if you're not thinking, and it is, and it comes at you, then you're not ready. So you you better be thinking about it, in my opinion. I know, but I've been asked, like, hey, how do you handle that? And I'm like, I kind of freak out a little bit every time. Yeah, take a deep breath and keep running. (laughs) I look, and then I see if it, if it's, Jumping up and down, I see like a white thing on its face. I'm like, all right, it's a deer. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And but, anyways, it is just like, yeah, it's scary. I don't know. It's yeah. scary. No oh, definitely. What. No, and that's part of the fun, though. Too, <laughs> that is. is the unknown. Yeah, we went um, a couple of weeks ago out at Rocky Flats, which uh, is like a it's a wildlife place, but it was also where they buried nuclear waste. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, and we were out there early in the morning me and a couple friends running and just all around us just elk bugling mm-hmm. and it sounds like they're like we're like they sound like they're 10 feet away mm-hmm. and all around like, we're been. surrounded maybe we sure. couldn't see them but i just i went i got home i went to work and i was like i just had an awesome adventure yeah right on a random wednesday right like right in your backyard dude, yeah that's how, really the key yeah 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 where uh where would be like a place that has really stood out to you like besides like you mentioned nepal is there any other place that, that you've traveled to that bolivia really yeah well what about it i love bolivia <laughs> yeah it's it's still really cultural yeah it's not inundated with westernization yeah bolivia i enjoyed a whole lot what'd you do down there i climbed uh i shouldn't say climb i mountaineered yeah down there i did uh Yamane and uh, gosh, I'm forgetting the other mountains. Do you just go on? Like, how do you? Are you hearing the, these mountains from other people, or do you go online and you just pick like an area? Oh, a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah, I might hear somebody mention it, and then yeah. I'll go and research it and see what it looks like. Yeah. And if it looks fun, then yeah. I'll go there and do it. Yeah. yeah. What kind of like unique challenges are down there? Uh, Bolivia, it's still a developing country, so yeah. it's. Uh, it's you have to be careful from everything from the food you eat to the people on the streets yeah um despite of course 99.9 percent of the people are very nice but again i I guess it's probably no different than any major city in the united states in that respect we think it's safer here but it's probably more dangerous here than there yeah but still being a tourist if you will and 
not necessarily speaking the language you know what i mean yeah you just have to be a little savvy about yeah moving around yeah that know. makes sense what about like on the mountain itself or like out the in mountains the are fantastic <laughs> down there oh yeah. my gosh yeah they have big mountains oh, yeah dude. yeah they're beautiful just big massive this mountains. is not helping my adventure <laughs> what did i say my adventure no craving. it should be it should be oh, stimulating it it is yes. no it is <laughs> i know it totally is i know it's hard in uh in october because you know i'm back we just started school again yeah i'm back in the routine mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. but it's so nice out I'm like, oh, dude. I know, right? And there's not a lot of snow up in the mountains yet, so you're like, I could get up wherever I wanted yeah. to, really. Yeah. If I could handle being a little cold. Yeah. But, oh, man. Yeah. No. Dude, I, okay, so I guess kind of to, like, wrap up, you already mentioned misadventures. I'm checking my notes really quick. You mentioned uh, some adventure background stuff. What, uh, what are some, do you have challenges you just want to explore, or is it kind of like you just mentioned free spirit, like, you kind of chase whatever whimsy you have yeah oh i uh, i have lots of things i want to do i hope there's enough time to do, do you have a all. list like oh you? no just <laughs> in my head and as things come up and i research and see where's available and yeah what i can do yeah but i'd like to go back to nepal and do some more mountaineering over there and then i want to go back down south america and mountaineer down there too yeah yeah and uh yeah so those are the things and just a couple spots is there any place you haven't been to that you find would find interesting to go explore i have not been on the continent of africa believe it or not wow okay yeah. and that's really missing that's a gaping hole yeah what air like what do you have a specific well i guess the it's a giant draw. place i think I, right yeah i think it's I'm bigger than the united states <laughs> yeah they, there's that one map online where it's like like two united states right put into africa yeah 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 so i think probably the easiest reason for me to go there would be to climb kilimanjaro yeah and then set out into the to the safari jungles yeah. further I, I hear south africa is really a cool place to visit yeah um and so yeah and the, and the mediterranean coast uh, morocco and you know you go up in that area you could spend a whole lifetime in on the continent yeah. of africa just like i haven't been to a lot of places in the united states yeah certainly never going to make them all in africa but those are a couple i'd like to go to morocco kilimanjaro and south yeah. africa you need to do like just a like a like go to Africa during the summer or something. Oh, I think we will. Yeah, again, <laughs> things got kind of askew here in the past yeah. year, year and a half, so yeah. everything was put on hold, unfortunately. But yeah, um, yeah it, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of of pulling the trigger. Now yeah. that things are, if things keep going in the right direction, yeah, <clears throat> then it'll happen. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, yeah. So I'm going to get there certainly. Nice. Yeah, and biking with with me at some point again oh yeah definitely let's go let's <laughs> not go to same. africa let's not go the... let's go bike on in hey, africa man, somewhere. you know Lindsay. i'll yeah man just plant that seed <laughs> be like you know what's great i think africa i think chris, chris... would be great to document all this oh, so yeah. i think he should come along with me yeah all right <laughs> yeah like you know, I'm I might be doing Kilimanjaro. Just throwing that out there. You want to climb Kilimanjaro? Uh, yeah. yeah. I actually, yeah, that's one of the ones. Uh, my friend Calvin. Long story, um, but he 
went from I took him out here and we climbed a couple 14ers. All right. And he caught the bug. This was like in 20 I want to say it was like 2011 or probably 2012. Okay. It was I think it was 2012. He caught the bug uh and he ended up the the like next year went out and climbed Kilimanjaro. Oh wow. Yeah, and it was awesome and it was this super cool excuse to train for something. We were in Des Moines, Iowa walking with these super heavy backpacks up and down this one hill repeatedly oh, we named uh, it we named it mount des moines uh-huh. to get him ready yeah i don't know if it got him ready at all uh, but he made it didn't but he? yeah and then he ended up coming out here a few summers later and climbing all the 14ers wow. in one summer living oh in goodness. his prius he did took, get the bug he didn't even get like a big fancy like four-wheel drive car he you just got the it. prius you and like need yeah I need all this yeah stuff. so Ever since that, I'm like, man, I just, I've heard stories from him and I'm like, yeah. And I think like, I'm not huge into like the big technical stuff. Like when I've done 14ers, I've done a couple class threes and one part, one tiny section of class four. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome and thrilling for sure. But I also, I'm, I just like being in the mountains. So it doesn't have to be that intense you sure. know well, and they say kilimanjaro is not that's my understanding yeah. is it's basically a big hike yeah yeah if yeah. you can suffer in high altitude then you can go up there yeah yeah that's the there's thing. no ice left on it so oh, that's a bummer. not that you cross anyway there's yeah. probably a few small glaciers but i think they're mostly gone at yeah. this point so you're just walking yeah it's not my friend took it uh he's a para paraplegic and he took it on a bike up there, hand cycled it all the way up there. Yeah. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Uh huh. That is an amazing story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was that? Like, I mean, he made it to he the top and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Try by hard as shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's right. Super hard. No, man. Whoa. That's yeah. you could bike it. He did. I know you oh, could well, bike it. No, I'm not biking. You're not biking it. it? No. Why not? I can't hardly walk up there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the people who have biked like Mount Albert and stuff? Oh, I the only I did we did the Mount Bross on the tandem. Did, did you really? One. Yeah, Mount Bross. Yeah, that's the one with all the loose. It was. Yeah, it was pretty painful. <laughs> <laughs> but we did it. So wait, you went down all that stuff. With we the went loose, up and down the yeah. loose rock. Yeah. Whoa. It was pretty painful. That sounds painful. Yeah. I I hiked it. And I, I was going to do that whole loop, and I stopped at Mount Bross, and I just was like, I don't like scree. I was like, I don't want to do the scree. So I just turned around and went back. Like I did the I did almost the whole loop, but then I was like, well, I'm not, I just won't go down Mount Bross. I'll just go back the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still, I think it was a good decision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I heard it sucked. I heard all the scree <laughs> sucked. I was like, I don't want to mess with that stuff. But, but yeah. Well, anyways, Bob, thank you for coming on, man. I I really uh, look forward to trying to keep up with you on a mountain bike again. Sometime. Yeah, well, let's go out. It's I perfect, know. Nice and cool now. So, all yeah. Right, I'm down good. for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, it's great talking to you. Awesome. And uh, I'll put a word into Lindsay for you. And uh, yeah. we'll Plan go to the... Kilimanjaro. And you can be the uh, recorder of events. Done. I, I'm, I'm 100% in. <laughs> she can join us. Uh, I'll get my wife and my daughter. Yeah. And then uh, they can join us in the uh, in the safari, and then we'll go over to Zanzibar and lay on the beach for a while. How about that? Oh, dude. You, you help me find horrible, a babysitter. Right? Help me find a babysitter <laughs> for three kids, and I'm down. For, for two weeks? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's got to be a resilient babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a pretty resilient. All right, babysitter. we have a new mission. That'll right. be an adventure. Oh, that'd be awesome. All right. That wraps up this week's show. Thank you, Bob, for coming on. Thanks for sharing some stories. Thanks for chatting with me. Uh, hopefully, we can get out and go on a few adventures uh, sometime soon. That would be awesome. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to the podcast this week. Uh, like I said in the intro, I just feel like for my, it's not really motivation. Like I'm fairly motivated throughout the whole entire year, but my adventures versus being like, you know, doing all the stuff at home, like the domestic stuff, right? Like doing dad and husband and all that and teacher and all that it goes in waves right like there are some times where i'm really ramping up for adventures or i'm out on the trails all the time or i'm up in the foothills every single morning um and then there are other times like right now just out of complete necessity really where i'm just not able to do that like if i went up and ran in the foothills right now it would be at like 4 30 or 5 in the morning and there would be no sunlight the whole entire time um just based on my schedule so uh, which is kind of wild um it is the kind of time of year i i generally don't worry so much about being like really strict on like a training routine or whatever like so i kind of i still train i'm still active but i kind of like take the foot off the gas pedal a little bit um, which I think is good. I think that's a good thing. I mean, if, if you were doing one thing, even if it's something you like and you really enjoy, but if you're doing that all the time, 24 seven, um, you might get burned out on it. So, uh, for me, it reminds me of when I grew up in Iowa and I would think about and dream about these mountains I was going to climb the next time I'd come out to Colorado. And it would just get me so excited. It would get me you know, thinking about, you know, the adventure that I was about to have or that I was going to have. And it would give me something to like set on the calendar months out um, to really kind of like set my sights on. And that got me excited. That made everything fun. And that made training a lot easier because you're you're like, oh, man, I got to get in shape. There's like, you know, an adventure coming up. Um, And I think it kind of to me, it like, it kept it fresh and it is funny being out in Colorado now, like living out here, you know, I still set goals on the calendar or, you know, trips that I want to take and all of that. And it still is like super motivating to me, but, um, it is different. It's weird. It's kind of weird to describe like when you just don't have it available to you all the time, it is something you look forward to that much more, um, which is interesting. And maybe that's just me. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> so I guess the point I'm trying to make is I'm definitely getting crazy adventure envy right now. Um, but I also know that this is just the time of year where that kind of stuff is going to be a lot more rare for me, um, which is okay. And I've, ex- I've definitely accepted it and, and all that. So, so yeah. But soon, soon, I will be out there. Maybe I can sneak 
onto the plane with Bob while he goes to Kilimanjaro. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right, guys. I hope you're out there. Hope this is keeping you motivated. Um, but yeah, keep on keeping on and uh, we'll get back at you next time.